This Corbin Talk features a Student Government Association Chapel, recorded live at Corbin University in 2020. Thank you all for being here. Thank you to the coaches who bring their teams um, on such short notice. Thank you to the student athletes who are involved in this panel and the non-student athletes who decided that they wanted to come and participate in this. Good morning, everyone. My name is Toby Adelie, and I currently serve as SGA's Vice President. Oh, wait, I should center myself. Okay, aesthetically pleasing. And I currently serve as SGA's Vice President of Student Relations. That means my job is to unify, represent, and celebrate Corbin students. Today's chapel is going to be focused on unifying the campus, specifically the, the supposed gap between student athletes and non-athlete students. We're gonna split this chapel into three parts. There's gonna be a part for, it's gonna be a panel, but the first part will be based on understanding the individual panelists up here. The second part will be based on understanding athletics as a whole. And the third part is gonna be a surprise section. So you're not gonna win money, don't get ooh. <laughs> Some of you may be wondering why this chapel is even happening or why this topic needs to be addressed. Good question. Coming into this school year as a student athlete, I'm a thrower for all of you guys who don't know. Um, as a student athlete and as a student leader, it was a goal of mine to have an honest discussion between the apparent divide, the social divide between these two groups. And today we're gonna do that. I wrote on this paper uh, to cue myself to woe at this point, but I will not be doing that. <laughs> Thank you. It takes a lot of self-restraint for me not to take <laughs> Okay, this is why y'all can't give me a mic. Anyways, with all the strength, insight, and power that Christ has given to me, as well as these six student athletes who will be talking on the panel, we are all gonna answer questions that seek to bring understanding and create an atmosphere where healing can occur. Psalm 133, verse one says, how good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in unity? Corbin, there's a reason why we're called the body of Christ. We're all made for unity. So without further ado, please give a warm welcome to the six student athletes who were selected by their teams to speak on this panel. See, this is why y'all can't bring athletes together. It's like a game. <laughs> okay. Ashu, you already know what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, so for this, this first question is for everybody. What is your name, grade, and sport? Uh, I'm Camillo. I'm a senior, and I play for men's soccer. I'm Jacqueline. I'm a sophomore, and I play volleyball. I'm Damo, I'm a senior, and I play basketball. I'm Sydney, I'm a junior, and I do cross country and track and field. I'm McKinley, I'm a senior, and I'm on the men's golf team. I'm Casey, I'm also a senior, and I play softball. There will never come a day where Allah is not funny, bro. <laughs> okay. This first question is for Casey McKinley. What is it like for you being a student athlete at Corbin, specifically for your sport? Um, it's definitely tough. I've loved it for all four years that I've been here. Um, I'm just going to give you a quick run-through of, like, 
a normal day. So today, I woke up at 6.05, got out my Bible and a pen, read for like 10 or 15 minutes, made some breakfast, did the dishes, got ready, came to school by 8 o'clock, worked for an hour, went to my 9 o'clock class, came down here, I'll go back to work after this, and then homework, um, lunch, getting ready for practice, hopefully a nap, and then practice and study hall this evening, and then a 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Lord, give her strength. Uh, Yeah, so my experience, uh, it was always my goal, like growing up to become a collegiate athlete, like especially golf, and it's really been a humbling experience. Um, I knew like it was going to be tough, but it is very tasking, and it requires a lot of time management, and it becomes difficult to balance like everything that you have to do when you're missing a bunch of classes and um, you're traveling and working out and stuff too. And it's especially difficult, like obviously for all the sports, but golf is a spring and fall sport. So I don't really get a lot of downtime. And um, it's hard with the attendance policy here too, being that you only get three classes that you can miss before you start getting docked down and as an athlete you don't really get any and it can be difficult for your physical health and mental health too to not get those breaks Um, so it is challenging but it has been a really humbling experience and I'm very lucky to have had this time here. Just like anyone who comes to college for a specific focus or there's some people are focusing on the major for their degree um, others have come to focus on sports However, we have all come under, to Corbin under the mission of becoming leaders in the world for Jesus Christ. That being said, what's the community of being on a team like? This is for Sydney and Camilo. So being on uh, track and cross-country teams, um, our community has a very, uh, has a motto, and it's first spiritual, academic, and then athletics. Um, we're very like-minded in that, and that's our priorities. Um, but for cross-country um, and distance running, we run hundreds of miles every season. So um, that's something that we suffer together, we find community in, and we support each other um, on and off the track. So um, we have a mission uh, of being, connect- being leaders for Jesus Christ, and We have an expectation that everybody on the cross-country team gives their testimony at the beginning of the year. And so even if you're a freshman, you get 20 minutes to tell your life story and how Jesus has worked through your life. And those testimonies inspire our teammates and allow us to connect um, to one another. We pray as a team every day and during Bible studies, both for track and cross-country, Um, we get really real with each other. We talk about difficult topics, struggles, and um, prayer requests, specifically right now for healing for family members. Um, And that's what it means to be a community, is to support one another in all that we do. So having to do with the community of being on the men's soccer team, we're a big family. And I feel like from the first step that I took on campus, I automatically gained 40 brothers. 
Uh, we do everything together from studies to winning championships, and they know what I'm talking about. They were up at 6 a.m., and we're not done until like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Uh, we push each other to do better things, and that's not only on the field, but it's also off the field. And the good thing about it is that we always help each other out. We don't let anyone fall, and we're always there together. I like it. So this next question is for Jacqueline and Damo. What is your spiritual life as someone seeking a Christian higher education? Yeah, so when I got this question, I kind of looked at it, and I was like, well, it's hard. <laughs> You're just kind of like, hmm. Um, especially being at a Christian college, I think, since your faith is incorporated into everything you do, it can become more of a ritual than a relationship, and I think that's been a big challenge for me. And um, I don't know, as you'd expect, every day comes with its own unique set of challenges. And uh, I don't know, my story during uh, my time at Corbin has involved a lot of surrender, whether I'm surrendering my own self-image or my relationships or uh, my depression and anxiety or even just control over things in my life that I've been holding on to for like way too long. Um, I honestly just have to die to myself every day knowing that I am broken and I'm flawed and that my success is only achieved through Christ. And I think when I start to believe that my success is my own and I start to be prideful in that, that's when I start to fail and realize I need to take a step down. So um, one thing I'm really focusing on right now is choosing joy. And I know that like there's like quotes everywhere, like in like Hobby Lobby, that's like, choose joy. And you're like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's like actually so hard because if you take a step back and try to fight all the negativity in your mind, you find yourself really, really exhausted by the end of the day. So um, I think choosing joy for me right now means glorifying God, um, enjoying everything in life and looking for a bright side and just having faith knowing that um, God's plan is good. So. I'm going to try to follow that. <laughs> but um, when I got this question also, I, was, I didn't really know how to think about it. But the first thing I thought was, well, I didn't seek a, higher, a Christian higher education. You know, like it actually came to me. All I did was I just pray with my wife about what should happen. And Corbin ended up presenting itself. So that was something that I thought when reading this question was a little trip because I didn't even seek it, you know, like he met me where I was. So I thought that was super cool. Um, as far as my spiritual life, it's grown so much doing like being with basketball because I've never played as a Christian athlete. I just played as an athlete and my faith was separate from my game. And if you ever came to any of the games, like, I was actually happy a lot because no matter how hard I was on the game, coach or my teammates would always find a way to bring it back to, like, Damo, like, chill. Like, <laughs> it's just basketball. It's bigger than this. It's bigger than, you know, just putting the ball in the hole or getting banners. You know, like, he's actually, he, you can't put him in that box. So I just thought that my spiritual life with this team in particular I was able to actually grow as opposed to just being by myself thinking it was just me and the load. So it was fun being able to share that with my teammates. Oh, thank you guys for answering. I, yeah. 
I threw like super vulnerable questions at them and they just like caught them. I mean, because they're athletes, so. <laughs> this next question is for Damo and Camilo. How have you seen God work in, in you through your teams and through your sport? Man. Um, <laughs> I genuinely feel like it's tough. The season just ended, so it's like I got a lot of emotions about that. It's, I just felt like from, for me, with my team, I just, every day I just had to come with that joy that Jacqueline was talking about, like with all the stuff going on in your life, being able to choose joy, being able to really go to practice and like be excited for it, like being excited, like she said, to suffer together. Like I was so down for all of that. I, mean, I just felt like God used me in a way to help like just to help, like just to be there for somebody. Like I'm not great at anything, but one thing I know I'm good at is being a brother. So for all my teammates, I feel like I had a genuine personal relationship with them that, you know, brought us closer to Jesus. So I just thought that like me, he used me to be able to look to find him because like I said, I've never been a Christian athlete before. So like through my brotherhood with my teammates, I was able in my coaches, I was able to come closer to him in ways I didn't think were actually possible. So, if that answers the question. Oh, it does. <laughs> Y'all can always just clap for Damo. He did, yeah. <laughs> hey, now the homie Camilo, though. <laughs> All right, so I think one of the biggest things that I saw God work through our team was unity. And by saying that, um, we lost a lot of seniors last year. And as an incoming senior, that um, I saw a lot of things change and I saw a lot of players leave. And I didn't think, I guess, mentally our recruiting class, I didn't know what was gonna bring. And one of, we brought, I think, one of the best recruiting classes probably in the country. And it brought us together just because God was the center glue of us. And anytime we stepped on the field, anytime we prayed, anytime you could just feel it, just him bringing us all together. And it wasn't just the people that just started, it was everyone, the entire team. I practiced, at study hall, at everything. You just felt the unity like between all of us. Even if we're all from different backgrounds and everything, it was. It didn't matter because he was. He was there in the presence, and it all brought us together. These next couple of questions are towards addressing the student athlete gap slash non student athlete. Um, so this is for Sydney McKinley. What is your perception of the supposed gap between student athletes and students not on sports teams? So this topic is something that's like really relevant to me because uh, it came up like last semester. Um, and I think it's really easy for either side to start pointing fingers at each other. Well, they don't understand this about athletics or students to say they don't understand what it means to be like in a, in a huge community or things along those lines. It's easy to start pointing fingers, um, but I want, I kind of want to talk about like uh, 
we all got through Corbin and had that statement of faith. And we are all committed to be um, leaders for Jesus Christ. And I think that everyone here thinks that, I would hope. Um, and if not, we'll be praying for you. Um, but being a distance runner, I always think of paces. And I think that everybody's walking or running at a different pace in life. There are people on the fast track and are just cruising along and doing great. But then there are those plotters that just plot along in their spiritual lives and just do, can only take it day at a time. And I think that like this gap, um, we forget that it's not in the, social, in the spiritual aspect, but the social that we're thinking, oh, they're not at this event because they're at a game. They're not at the community. They're at community gatherings, but they're hardly participating. Little do you know that they had a game or meet the day before and are just exhausted. Um, so taking into account maybe the context of that, um, because it's not, the problem shouldn't be that it's a social issue. If it's a spiritual issue, then that's a problem, and we need to band together in that. Um, but yeah, I think it's because everybody uses their time differently. I choose to participate in sports and I choose to participate in that community. But then there are people like students that participate in intramurals that have jobs outside of school or do jobs and sports and school. Um, so we all fill our time differently and we have communities within um, each of those activities. So I think we got to take that into account because everybody has a gap then, if you're going to say student athletes have a gap with students. Mic drop. Well, I don't know how I'm going to follow that up. Um, uh, she covered a lot of the stuff that I was going to talk about as well, um, mainly how we have to spend our time and want to spend our time as well. It's not that we don't want to come to Corbin events or that we don't want to hang out with everybody and go to prayer groups and all that stuff. It's just we have a lot on our plate. And um, obviously we know that there are a lot of student athletes here. I know the statistic came up of a third of the students here. It might even be more now with the um, sports that we got in this year with wrestling and beach volleyball as well. Um, but I kind of went about it of like, how can we, like how can athletes on a team not be closer to each other it's when they're spending like all their time together as well. And I think there's always gonna be these cliques formed no matter what, because you spend time, like you spend a lot of the time together with people who you have a lot of co in common with. And obviously we have a lot of commonalities here in Corbin. Like obviously we all have different spiritual walks, but we're all um, being disciples for Jesus. And you know, it's just, we all have different interests and sometimes it is hard to find out what those interests are with other people when you don't get a lot of time to spend with them. So um, I think that gap is a lot more, um, like, I don't know. It, it is a social gap and not a spiritual gap, as Sydney said. So I think she covered a lot more than what I could, but I'm just trying to go off of what she said, but that's all I have. So.
This next question is for Camilo, and it's what are ways that you've seen the gap bridged? So there's many ways that we can answer this question, but one of the things that I think that gap the bridge is chapel. And I mean, even if you're a non-athlete or you're an athlete, I think this is just one place that we can all come together and just praise God and just see what he's done so far in our life. And that doesn't even matter if you're on a sports team or not. It's just, we all have that one thing in common and we can all just come together as friends, you know, just, and praise God. So we are entering our final two questions before the last section. This is for Jacqueline and Casey. How can we help people see the individual rather than seeing the team slash the team's history? Yeah, um, I would say just talk to us. We're, we're usually like pretty personable most of the time. If like we're looking angry, we probably had a really late game or something and we just kind of don't want to be awake, which happens sometimes. Um, and like we would love to go get coffee or like lunch with you, um, especially lunch because we're usually really hungry because we're exercising all the time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that most of us are eating like m the majority of the day. So like let's just sit down and like talk about Jesus and find our commonalities rather than listening to rumors or finding all the ways that we're different because we actually have so much in common and all we need to do is talk about it. It helps just to know people. And one way to get to know people is to live in community with them. So a big thing for me was living in the dorms. I lived in the dorms for my first two years. And then I lived with Sammy for my sophomore year. And then her friends would come over and I'd get to know them and, or she'd invite me to go hang out with them. So not only was I spending time, a lot of time with my own teammates, but I would go spend time with Sammy and her friends and then her friends became my friends and my teammates became her friends and our circles just kind of connected that way. And I think coaches should really encourage um, their athletes to not live with each other. I think that's a really big thing. Um, and also, um, my coach is, have encouraged me to go support not only other athletes, like I go to the sports games because I know sports, I like sports, but also I go to the choir concerts and the plays because those students work really hard, like we work really hard, just in a different way to do something that they care about and that they're good at, that God gave them skills and talents for, and I want to support that. That's definitely not something I'm skilled in, but good for you guys. I'm super excited for the play. I'm the hymn fest that was last week, that was super good. I really, really enjoyed that. And I think that getting to know students, reading their names in the program, seeing them around campus, that's just a really good way to um, get to know one another and live in community with one another. I didn't even realize that the gap existed because I don't feel it, I don't notice it. I'm not just an athlete, I'm a Corbin student, just like all of you. So this last question um, goes to Sydney and Jacqueline. What would you say to someone who has had negative experiences with student athletics in general and would like to gain healing and understanding from that? Um, I would
would say that the first thing you should do is pray about it. Pray about the issue. Um, talk to God. Maybe talk to somebody older than you to see their perspective. But really, I think it's important to know that student athlete or not, as a Christian and person who believes in Jesus Christ's forgiveness, um, I think that you should talk to the person about the issue. And I think that um, it's a lot easier to approach them in seeking understanding before making judgments. Um, but if it's something that's super serious, obviously, um, I would say go get somebody else to help you confront them. Um, you could bring a friend. Sometimes when we're wronged, it's really hard to get over, like, we become really bitter about what they have done to us. But because of our love in Christ, I think that um, we have to learn to forgive. And that's not easy. But those steps that you take to forgiveness, um, we're learning in our classes. And I think that it's pretty self-explanatory to just go talk to the person um, and separate the individual from the team because that individual wronged you, not the whole team. So you can't say the whole track team like is terrible if I did something wrong to you. Like I did something wrong, not the whole track team. Yeah, um, I just want to apologize to anybody who has been wronged at all by any athlete here. Um, I'm sorry if you've had a bad experience. I think um, we all have bad days or maybe like there was intentional hurt there and I just, I just want to do a blanket like I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think it's really hard to find healing when you've been hurt by somebody. I know I'm somebody who personally struggles with forgiveness um, and one thing that really helps me a lot is when I'm really mad at somebody, if I look at them and I go, okay, like, this is a child of God in front of me. What am I going to do with that? And I just pause and take a step back and I'm just like, what would Jesus do? You know, it's like that, that usual like Sunday school, uh, Jesus. And you're just like, okay, like, really, like, what would Jesus do here? And I try so hard to approach that person with grace and understanding, knowing that um, God made them exactly as they, as they are, and whether their values match mine or not, um, I want to understand that. So, yeah, just giving grace. Thank you, guys. Oh, you can put the mic on the stand. Yeah. Um, so for this next section, we need all of you guys. You're all going to become student-athletes in this next section, whether you want to or not. Um, <laughs> this is the audience participation section. This is the final attempt, at least for this chapel, um, to create better understanding for people who we don't know so well and to create unity by showing you all that you have more in common than you thought you did. So get ready to stretch your legs. And if you're sore, I'm so sorry. Go to the trainers later. I don't know. <laughs> um, so for this, um, stand up if from the time you were born to now you've been on a sports team. So that fifth grade soccer team when you were just the bench warmer, yeah, stand up. Um, I really want you guys all to look around right now, like truly and genuinely. Look for new faces, for people in your halls and in your classes you don't know super well. 
Look around. Oh. Dang, okay. Hey, I need y'all to reel it back in. I need y'all to reel it back in. Hey, chill, chill, chill. Um, look around through all of these for new faces, for people in your halls or your classes that you don't know super well. And this is where I'm calling everybody out, including myself. Look around for the person you judged all too quickly. And so, okay, you can all sit down now. Um, I want you all to see by that. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a purpose behind all of this. I want you all to see how common athletics is amongst the school um, and to see how much we all have in common. It's not weird that one third of the school came to focus on sports. I mean, shoot, at one point you were that person in like out outfield in the parking lot because you weren't, anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, God. Stand up, student athlete or not, if you have major commitments such as job, volunteering, family commitments, or otherwise, outside of the classroom. Yeah. Shoot, we're busy people. <laughs> I mean, I want you guys to look around and see that maybe that person that you're like, oh, they're always keeping to themselves, or as soon as small group is done, they're always running off to be with their friends. It's probably because if they don't hang out with their friends then or now, they're not going to get time otherwise. So you can all sit down again. Sure, we're doing pretty good on time, let's go. <laughs> Anyways, um, this one is probably gonna hurt because maybe you guys are in this situation right now. But I want you to stand up. If God has ever used something really important, such as a sports injury, a relationship with somebody, a hobby or passion, something other otherwise, if God has ever used something really important in your life to break you, challenge you or refine your faith. Look around. Uh -uh. Don't just look at me. Sure, I know I'm cute, but. <laughs> and the reason for this is because we come to Corbin. You guys can all sit down. But we come to Corbin with this notion that like, oh, everyone here is a perfect Christian. Like, why? And this is coming from my own mouth, what I've said. Like, shoot, if you're going to sin, at least do it right, like be smart about it. Like, why would you come here as a broken person? But remember that Christ came not for the 99 that are healed. He came for the one that's wounded and that's hurt. And so stand up if you would say that you've grown as a believer since your time at Corbin has started. Yeah, this really ties into what I just said about like, we're, none of us are perfect. Shoot, I'm seeing some of the godliest people I know. Some of you guys are seeing some of the godliest people you know stand up. Um, we come to Corbin, we're like, that person's not a Christian, or like, this person does that, or that person does this. And we all forget that God is changing us. I mean, shoot, unless you're Jesus Christ, you really can't judge anybody because you didn't die on a cross for anybody. So it really do be like that. Okay, you guys can all sit down. I just like, I'm just enjoying this power of having the microphone right now. Okay, this is, thank you. This is uh, the last one. Um, really like take this in and like feel this while we're here. But, and look around too, like really, really look around, especially if you're mad at somebody right now, they're probably gonna be standing up with you and it's gonna be a great moment between you, them and the Holy Spirit and you already know. Um, stand up if you have ever felt or ever been misunderstood. 
it sucks. Honestly, it really sucks. Especially like, this is like a lighthearted example, but like when you're trying to say something to like someone you like and then you say the wrong thing and it's just like, and you're like trying to fix it, but you just keep saying the wrong thing and it's just going really badly. Like that moment like lightheartedly sucks. But then on a more serious level to have someone look at you and say, not even look at you, but look at your sports team before they see you, to look at your dorm before they see you, to look at even more seriously like your skin color, your gender, your sexual orientation before they look at you, that hurts. And like literally turn around, people in the front row, people in the back row keep looking, like look at other people standing up. Like it's happened to all of us. So we're not special for individually having being wronged, but we're special as Christians for not healing in the way the world heals by creating distance and throwing shade. We're special and we're different in the world as Christians because we're like Christ. And instead of keeping that distance, we, we pull together and we endure that temporary pain. You guys can all sit down. Uh, I'm going to invite Casey to pray and close us out. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much for bringing us all here today and for allowing us to have conversations like these. Um, I pray for continued open hearts and minds as these discussions continue. Um, I pray your blessing over this day, Lord. Help us finish this week and this semester strong. Um, help us to remember to seek you first and to love one another. In your name, amen. Uh, you're dismissed. Have a great rest of your day.